Welcome to Killer Kush Podcast, a podcast where we smoke. And talk about killers, caspers, and cryptids. My name's Licknamok, my pronouns are he, him. My name's Corn. <laughs> my, my pronouns are Corn and Corn. <laughs> Earlier today, I accidentally called Claire Corn, and it was my phone autocorrected Clarn to Corn somehow. I must have missed the L, and it thought I said C A R N. And then it was like, You mean Corn? Yes. And I did not mean Corn. But. But. Now there's a corn emoji next to your name in my phone. I don't think I told you that. No, you didn't. Yeah, I added a corn emoji next to your name. It's yellow. You love yellow. Oh. You know, it's just a little yeah. spices up your name in my phone. Oh, it says Klarna it. with the corn emoji. I love <laughs> corn. Corn. The dogs just ran into the door. Zonky alert, zonky alert. Major zonk alert. Ziggy came over to play with the boys today while we record. Ziggy, my dog, has the thickest bottom you've ever seen on a dog. He has a rump. He slams that thing around. He's bodacious, baby. He's sure bodacious. Is. So that that slamming on the door. Yeah, if you can hear the his <laughs> booty the swaying wiggles. in <laughs> the background, it's definitely zonky. He's been making his tail bleed by uh, wagging. That's the lab in him. Too hard, yeah. We all have a little. Well, he's a golden. That's the golden in him. No, he's a. Is he a Labrador? No, Labradoodle. He's a, he's a Labradoodle. I thought he was a Golden yeah. Doodle. He looks like a Golden Doodle. He looks more like a Golden Doodle than a Labradoodle. Yeah, but technically, Labradoodle. Yeah, but also Claire knows that totally the Doodle breeds are the bane of existence for any groomer, and <laughs> constantly I live with this con this dichotomy in my life of loving Ziggy because I love Ziggy. And hating doodles. He's got hair like a naked mole rat balding. So like... He's, he'd be so easy to groom. I do it. Yeah. Myself. As you should. He's easy to groom. Yeah. I groom the boys as well. He's got like <laughs> balding hair. <laughs> he is very skinny. Like you could, when you slap him, it's a lot of skin contact. Yeah. And it's pink. It is pink. Like a chicken breast. It could have been cute if I named him Clifford because like... Pink is kind of close to red. Scratch that. <laughs> cut that. <laughs> hey, later on, cut that. <laughs> Both of our so heads just tilted to the side. <laughs> if there's one thing I'd be saying, it's someone intelligent. <laughs> someone intelligent. That's for damn sure. Uh, how are you doing today, Claire? Not great. But better. But better. Now that I'm here. Mm -hmm. With you. I love My that. friend, how are you? I'm doing good. I built Legos today that wasn't my botanical set. Nico bought a box of Legos. New ones to show me. You think you have all of the botanicals, but you don't. Which ones am I missing? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Have you seen these centerpieces? I have seen the centerpieces. Oh. Yeah, I just found out that I'm missing that one. Oh, okay. Well, there's also this one. I this, haven't seen that one. There's like a couple centerpieces. Actually, this one looks... I like the dried flower centerpiece, which I think is the first one. Yeah. Yeah, it is. 
It's giving fall, though. It is giving fall. But it'd be great for, like, a summer or a fall Thanksgiving. Right now, the one that yeah. I have right now is, like, spring, summer. Yeah. And you so can, like, rotate could... which one goes on the table versus which ones are displayed. You get it. In the hutch. I can't. I see the vision. You get the vision, baby. You know. Um, oh, you're wearing the hat I made you. I am wearing the hat. That oh, you it looks made really me. good on you. With the, like the black and the. I, I love your your fit. Thanks. It's very comfy. It's very comfy. It's very comfy. Um, can I show you my Lego spaceship that I made? Yeah. <gasps> wow. It has wheels. It has flames shooting out of the back. Um, it has horns. It has that's a nice touch. A little arrow that they can. I just broke it. <laughs> um, this little arm reaches out. Do you like? I love. It has I little titties. To fly away in it. And it actually rolls. Look. How like how far do you go with Legos? Oh, a funny thing I did for Valentine's Day. Yeah, please tell the podcast about this. <laughs> so, you know, I thought it would be so nice and fun to get my my partner, whom I love, a Star Wars Lego set. But uh, I must have been schmonkin. Schmonkin. Um, <laughs> must have been schmonkin. I must have been schmonkin. And uh, didn't realize it was both the knockoff Lego, <laughs> not even Lego brand, and not even Star Wars. No, it's just a random Not either. spaceship that was building blocks. <laughs> and Nico said, I I did in fact prove it is only the thought that counts. Yeah, just the so, thought. So, um, Barely the thought. <laughs> barely. Any Feeling thought. defeated. <laughs> Feeling defeated, yeah. Oh. Well, now that we were rudely interrupted, I'm so sorry. I don't even know where we left off. But Legos, Target, you were buying something. Jacob bought you Squishmallow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was having a rough day. <laughs> I needed one. <laughs> Sometimes it's like that. Like, Nico will buy me Pokemon <laughs> cards when I'm having a bad day. Yeah, it's like, I know that in the long run, I'll be like, wow, I really didn't need to buy that. Now it just takes up space. But backup plan, I have nieces and nephews. Exactly. They'll they'll want them if I'm ever like sick of them. Just hand hand me down. Yeah. And who doesn't love a hand me down squishmallow? But like, okay, the one that I got, the little one has like a, a septum piercing. Mm, that's the one that I saw. Is the it brown, a Highland yeah, Cow one? Yeah, it's a, yeah the brown one. So that's yep. the baby. That's the smallest one I have. And then Jacob got me a mama one. A mama a mama one. Like pink tie dye. Mm, that's cute. Very nuclear family. Ew. It's giving, <laughs> it's giving nuclear <laughs> family, and I disown that. All right. Well, <laughs> now that I've dissed you on the pod, let's jump over to the session. It wasn't so my doing. Okay, Claire. Two of them are gifted to me. Okay, Claire. I only chose the edgy gay one with the septum. I like that about you. I like that about you. Redemption. Redemption arc. <laughs> Claire only choosing gay things from here on out. All right, um, let's go smoke some schmied about it. Welcome back. 
Potter. We're back. And my cheeks hurt from smiling so much. Oh. That's just me when I'm around you, Claire. My cheekies hurt from smiling so much. Uh, this week's story is the werewolf trials. Have you heard of the werewolf trials? Not at all. Not once. Well, you're going to learn a lot today. Are you excited? Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. I'm excited too. Let's crack into it. According to History.com in an article written by Melinda Beck, some 200 years ago before the witch trials in Salem, Massachusetts, courts in Europe were convicting men and some women of transforming into werewolves and mutilating and eating children. Did you know about this? Have you heard about this? Just children? Yeah. Wow. No. So the punishments were sometimes as gruesome as the alleged crimes. In Germany, in 1589, executioners strapped accused werewolf Peter Stump to a cartwheel, removed his skin with hot pinchers, and chopped off his head before burning his body at the stake. Hot pinchers? Like the way they used to torture people. What's a hot pincher? Like, Like I'm assuming some type of... I'm, I'm picturing... Like fire pincher, firewood pinchers that you like move firewood with. Ooh. I'm pinchering like a sharp version of that that's hot, cutting off his skin. Ooh. Ooh. That's what? just my internal image. That's really fucked up. Um, but Stump's head was attached to a wooden pole carved into the likeness of a wolf and was later displayed as a warning to others tempted to consort with the devil. So he was used, like put on display as a werewolf whoa crazy and that's I how we're starting about this. having to go into the office once a month <laughs> like these are the things there are the things that we have to worry about nowadays <laughs> do you think i would be considered consorting with the devil do you think they would think i was a werewolf yeah i would be such a little rebel if i was living in the old times you like would want to be different yeah somehow like, Ooh, i'm a werewolf rawr <laughs> Rawr. <laughs> the original furry. The OG. Werewolf trials took place in parts of Europe throughout the 15th, 16th, and 17th centuries, driven by superstition, religious, and political clashes, and the desire to find scapegoats for harsh conditions. Many of the accused were beggars, hermits, or recent immigrants to the areas. Many confessed to being werewolves and committing heinous crimes, but only after they were being tortured. Historians suspect some suffered from delusions or weren't intelligent enough to know what they were admitting to. A few may have been actual pedophiles or serial killers, but the historical records are fragmented and exaggerated. Centuries later, it's still difficult to untangle folklore from real evidence of what people believed to be real at the time. Damn. So, yeah, just, it's all muddled. It's the hmm. whole history of this is muddled, but did anyone actually see it though? Did I don't know. Peter Stump sounds like he actually got beheaded. You know, like that was too detailed to be fake. You okay. know, I feel like that being the first thing that we crack into is something that is. Do you believe in a werewolf? I don't think that they're actually being werewolves. I think that they were probably accused wrongly. Just because of the same well, with the yeah. rich trials. They just but, wanted those people dead regardless. So exactly. they were like, let's make up a fun reason. Yeah, it's so targeting the poor. You yeah. know, that's exactly what this was doing. Mm-hmm. This is a quote. 
The idea of being consumed by animals in this world or the next remained a popular anxiety throughout the Middle Ages, writes Alexander Pluski, a medieval zooarchaeologist at the University of Reading in 2015 book Werewolf Histories. The concept of humans transforming into wolves goes back a millennia. In the Epic of Gilgamesh from Mesopotamia in 2100 BC, the hero abandons a love interest when he learns that she turned an ex-lover into a werewolf. In Greek mythology, King Lycan of Arcadia tests Zeus' omnipotence by feeding him disguised human remains and is turned into a werewolf as punishment. His name is the root of the term lycanthropy, used for both changing into a werewolf and the delusion of being one, as recognized as a psychiatric condition in several centuries. Ooh. What do we think this actually was? Like, what is the actual diagnosis it would be today? Today, it would probably be... I don't know. I wonder if lycanthropy is still a term that is used today in the medical field just because it was a term used for people that believed they were werewolves. Okay. I didn't need proof that they were werewolves. It was just people believed they were a werewolf. Right. Wondering if it was like a dissociative identity Identity disorder. disorder. Yeah. Probably. That's Hmm. probably what they would hone it down to now. Interesting. Charges that real people could be menacing werewolves surfaced as part of the witch trials that swept through parts of Europe in the 1400s. Officials in the Valleys region of Switzerland conducted large-scale prosecutions, blaming witches for crop failures, lameness, blindness, infertility, and impotence, as well as adapting wolf forms and mutilating cattle. According to some accounts, several hundred men and women were convicted and burned at the stake in Vallis starting in 1428, often with a sack of gunpowder around their necks. So they're thinking the, the women were witches, though. They were thinking the women were witches and the men were werewolves. And they thought the witches and werewolves just hung out together? Yeah, and they were blowing up their heads. The, that just said that they put gunpowder around their necks when they lit them at the stake. So it was like exploding oh, at their neck. Which is just very oh, cruel. And imagine. Just the reason that being put on public display, being to warn other people, is like humiliating as a death and so terrifying being a person witnessing that and being forced to witness that. And do you think they were actually happier blaming just other people and made up shit for well, their issues? Like, like you were saying, like crop failure. And- yeah, they also... Any land that they owned automatically transferred to the king, which may have spurred the accusations. Mm. So if somebody died at the stake, the land got transferred to the king's oh, property. Okay. So they were purposely accusing people that owned property to transfer it into the king's rights. Gotcha. Crazy. I guess it makes sense, but... Yeah, and at, that, <laughs> at that point, people just took your word for it. They're like, oh, yeah. They're like, oh, you're a werewolf? You're a wolf? prove you're not one yeah prove you're not one from the alps werewolves prosecutions spread to burgundy in a densely forested area where villagers and livestock were easy prey for actual wolves there as elsewhere in europe political and religious changes heightened tensions and christianity was struggling to overcome regional pagan traditions making fertile ground for fanciful accusations according to rolf schulte a german expert on witch and werewolf hunts and his 2009 book, Man as Witch. So he's saying that 
the Christians were saying pagans were werewolves because Christianity was trying to overthrow the native pagan religions. So it was also a, ter- <laughs> a use for religious prosecution. It said a twofer. A twofer. <laughs> a horrible twofer. A, a horrible werewolf twofer. and a pagan. And all in one. A twofer. Um, uh, people are just clinging to anything. Anything they yeah, can. Anything. To murder. Murder. Murder most foul. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cultured. Mm. And fifteen twenty one inquisitors, inquisitors, isn't that how you say that word? <laughs> if if you if you believe <laughs> <laughs> inquisitors, appointed by the Pope, presided over several trials of alleged werewolfery. Two shepherds. Werewolfery. <laughs> you like that little flair? Is like, that a real term? <laughs> I feel like it is. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up. No, there's no way. Two shepherds, Pierre Burgo and Michael Verdon, confessed to making a pact with the devil in exchange for food, meeting with the man in black who gave them an ointment that turned them into werewolves, then attending midnight gatherings and hunting and eating children. Both were convicted and burned at the stake along with a third who refused to confess. Picture being that third and just dragged along because two right. people are admitting that they be- made a pact with the devil and became werewolves and you're just sitting there you're like nah gee not me yeah, get not my, I get my name out your goddamn mouth get my name out your goddamn mouth werewolfery is not a word just you know I hate you for ruining werewolfery <laughs> for me this is nothing but an accurate academic <laughs> podcast. Ew. Here's me talking about the werewolf trials. I know. You got a lot of big words in this one, too. You like it? it you're talking fantastic. Thanks. I appreciate it. Presentation <clears throat> skills. Wow. I appreciate it. I've, I've had some practice. Yes. I'm getting there. I'm getting better. You're getting there. You're getting there. In due time. Subsequent werewolf trials often featured similar details. Men in black, a magic portion, belts or skins that turned accused into werewolves, attending witch ceremonies late at night, and going on bloodthirsty rampages. Supposed witnesses testified to seeing huge, glowing eyes, long, pointed teeth, and beasts running with superhuman speed. Contesting the church's authority, a secular parliament and dole soon took charge of werewolf prosecutions and at one point encouraged citizens to, and this is a quote, to assemble armed with clubs, halberds, spikes, arabuses, and other cudgels. I don't know what those last two words are, but I'm assuming... Cudgels? C-U-D-G-E-L-S. To hunt down named werewolves where they might find, catch, shoot, or kill them, according to an edict of parliament cited in Schulte's book. What's a cudgel, Claire? <laughs> a short, thick stick used as a weapon. Hmm. A chode, if you will. <laughs> a chode. A little chode. Uh, verb, third person present. Cudgels. Hmm. An example. They would lie in wait and cudgel her to death. Beat with a cudgel. Beat with a cudgel. Beat me with your death. cudgel. With your chode. <laughs> <laughs> so a patrol in eastern French town of St. Claude tracked down Gills Garner and an immigrant living in poverty in the forest and accused him of mutilating children near Dole in 1573. 
After torture, Garner confessed to killing four children and feeding their bodies to his family on a Friday, a double sacrilege given the church's edict against eating meat on Fridays. Garner was burned at the stake despite some doubts that he could have been physically traveled the 60 kilometers away where some of the children were missing lived. The children? On a Friday? <laughs> Eating the children on a Friday? I cannot believe that. You save your children eating for a Thursday <laughs> or Saturday. Any other, the church is like, eat children any other day of the week. And we would have been chill with it. But on I Friday, know. girl. How'd you prepare them? Did you blanch them? To your family? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> this takes all sorts of twists and turns. Doesn't it? It goes all over the place. There's more. Hmm. St. Claude's Grand Judge, Henry Bouguet. 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 Became convinced that a large group of witches and werewolves were terrorizing the community and ordered multiple arrests and prosecutions with the charges often used interchangeably. He also convicted people on various forms of demons, including werewolves, and in 1598 alone pronounced 17th death sentences. But he had reconciled his legal views with the church's official position that God alone could transform humans and the devil could only create illusions, noting that he had seen confessed werewolves snarling, prancing around in the courtroom on all fours. <laughs> Bouguet concluded that they were clearly under the devil's spell, thus equally deserving of execution, according to Schulte. So that's all you've got to do to be a werewolf? Snarl and prance know. around on, on all, all fours. fours. That's what I do every day. <laughs> Claire <laughs> in her infinite free time. Yeah. Well, you know, when I'm playing with Ziggy. Crawling around all fours snarling? Sometimes. On occasion, maybe. I've been known to. <laughs> <laughs> Don't knock it till you're trying. <laughs> Courts sometimes called physicians to testify. A common medical view was that confessed werewolves suffered from melancholia, a kind of depression that included mania and delusions. Some doctors gave the devil his due, however, and opened that Satan could have caused such ailments by altering body humors. And I quote, a line of reasoning that was impossible to disprove and accept by the majority of physicians, end quote, according to German medical historian Nadine Metzger. Modern medical experts theorized that some accused werewolves could have suffered from porphyria, which is sensitivity to the light, reddish teeth, and psychosis, or hypertrichosis, an hereditary condition that manifests in excessive hair growth. Oh. So there's an actual condition that people have that contains all of the things that are werewolves. But I feel like... Reddish teeth? Yeah, reddish teeth. What is it? Wait, and what is this called? Porphyria. P-O-R-P-H-Y-R-I-A. P-O-R-P-H-Y-R-I-A. None of them look hairy. No, it's like porphyria or hypertrichosis are the two that medical doctors think that our recent oh. medical experts think that it could have been. Oh, and the hypertrichosis? Is a hereditary condition that... The hair. Okay, sorry. I was looking at the first one and I was like, why do they not look hairy? But no. Yeah, no. <laughs> He's never invited back for the pod. Have you seen? I have not seen. Oh, I have seen, actually. Guinness's Book of World Records. That's a An lot unfortunate of hair. ailment. That's a lot of hair. I And just keeping up with that would be so much work. I know, like, do you, do you laser? Do you laser? Your face? Does it actually? I wonder if that would work. 
I don't know. I wonder if it's gentle enough for your face. I wonder, I wonder. We'd have to ask it when we have mm. a professional plastic surgeon on the podcast, we'll ask yeah, if yeah. hypertrichosis can be temporarily fixed with laser treatment. Next week on Killer Podcast. <laughs> we talk about laser hair removal. Back to the story. Lycanthropy, believing oneself to be a werewolf, might have been brought on by deliberately or unwittingly consuming hallucinogenic herbs, mushrooms, or folk concoctions. Werewolf trials continued sporadically into the 17th century in Germany, the Netherlands, and Eastern Europe, particularly in isolated rural areas. But gradually, the educated and elite stopped believing in the devil or animal transformations. In 1962, in Livonia, Sweden, an 80-year-old man named Thies laughed out, la- was laughed out of court when he professed to being a werewolf by entering hell three times a year to battle witches and devils to ensure good harvest. <laughs> he was later convicted of practicing folk magic, sentenced to flogging, and banished for life. Can we just talk about how this man is 80 years old and he's like since i've been young i've been going to hell three times a year and battling witches and devils <laughs> my triannual <laughs> battle just so we have good harvest just so the corn's real good thank thank god he did that really. yeah he did it for everybody it was honestly very selfless of him thank my you hero. my hero thank you Thies. you make good corn make good corn Thies. i like your corn <laughs> those your triannual uh, battles really, really made for a good corn this year. Do you think if the battle goes well, it's sweet corn? But if the battle doesn't go well, it's just normal corn? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I think if you don't win the battle, it's not a good... Oh, it's not a good year. So it probably yield. is just normal corn. Yeah. As the threat posed by real wolves in Europe slowly vanished due to industrialization and population growth, Metzger writes... Even the delusion of being a werewolf was gradually replaced by other forms of psychosis. How many people were tried and convicted of being werewolves in all? Several scholarly papers report that 30,000 were executed as werewolves in France alone between 1520 and 1630. Mm. And that is the werewolf trials. That's a lot. It's a lot of people. That's... wow. Yeah. Why don't we learn about that in school? I don't know. That probably because would it's get a me niche way more Europe engaged. thing that we don't think about because we're Americans. Yeah, I gotta learn about Confederacy. Yeah, we have to learn about the shitty things that America's done, even though Europe did so many shitty things as well. That's just a history that we don't really mm-hmm. learn as much about here. Right, bits and pieces, but nothing. We don't go into detail, though. No. And this, I feel like, is something that gets so muddled that education will probably never touch it, you know? Why did our teachers gaslight us into thinking that Columbus was cool? True. And, like, making deals and trades with the natives, like, nar. When he was actually stealing and... Maybe cutting off their fingers. Literally. Yeah, the horrible things that we learned in such a skewed way... About so many things. Like, it's just the American education system is not up to par with what it needs to be compared to some of the European ones. Yeah, it's... So, just a lot of ownership that we don't learn about until too late in our lives to actually be formed with that ownership in us is what I feel like. 
Yeah, and it's an outdated mentality, and it and our parents didn't know about it even as they got older until we started talking about it. Exactly. More so, we still have a day dedicated to this asshole. Literally, which I think just recently nationally changed to Indigenous Peoples Day. Oh yeah, you're right. So good that we're making progress forward, but it's also yeah. like where are reparations being paid for the actions that happened? What are they doing to help native people now? Yeah. So taking away their their permanent land. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Claire, I would like a three sentence summary from you. Yes, yes, yes. Werewolves are man witches. Mm. Sentence one. Love that period. Period. Angry white people wanted to blame poor people and those who couldn't defend themselves for something. They wanted to blame them and chose werewolvery. Period. Period. That was a long sentence. I'll accept it, though. (laughs) A run-on, if you will. A lot of people died for no good reason. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Good job. So proud of you. I did it. You did it. That was such a good one. Good first first third three sentence summary. <laughs> that was so hard to say. Good first three sentence summary. We can't talk today. Today's been a hard day to podcast, y'all. We got through it though. Girl boss gatekeep gaslight go. I got a raise this week, so I'm feeling Woo! girl boss, but that was the only highlight of my week, and the rest was trash, so. Gaslight? Mm. Myself? I feel gaslighty this week. I feel like I'm gaslighting myself as well. There's some people coming for you. People's gas. That one person. That one person. It's been a hard week. It's been a hard week. It's been a rough skis one, but you know. Hey, if you're not feeling 100%, you don't have to hold yourself to that high of a standard. Thank you. Nobody does. Nobody Listeners does. out there, take a break. You say the sinners out there? <laughs> Our Christian podcast. Sinners. No, I said listeners. Listeners out there. <laughs> I said all you sinners out there. All you darn sinners take out there, take a break. <laughs> uh, slow it, slow it down. Slow it down. Anyway, you know where to find us. We're on social media at Killer Kush Podcast. You can also reach out to our Patreon and subscribe to any of the tiers and listen to us early, get a free episode, listen to the reefer review, do all that good stuff. You can also click on the link in the bio to submit a sound of the week or a listener story. We need listener stories. We need listener stories. So please submit some. Please. Talk about the last time you pee-peed your pants. Just anything. Tell us about... Anything weed related. Anything killer kush related. Anything killers, caspers, cryptids. Give it to us all. Okay. I love you. I love you. Bye. Bye-bye. <coughs> 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 <coughs>